Yeah, welcome back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of ASM with K. It's your boy K. Sean. How's everybody doing? How's, how's everybody feeling? It's been a long time since I did a podcast. It's kind of like getting back on a bike right now. Kind of kicking off the rust. Did like a couple takes so far. But I'm about to just dive right in and stop playing. And it's been a long time since I sat down and actually did a podcast, man. Like, the last time I did it, if you guys go back, y'all should go back, check it out, <laughs> um, was the day after Kobe passed. And that was just a rough day. I just remember that it's, it's sit and it hit still. And it's actually poetic right now that sitting to the right of me is the Los Angeles Times commemorative issue of Kobe Bryant. So it was just like sitting here. I was just flipping through the, a couple pages right before I started. And it was just kind of dope. And it's just kind of like, damn, like Kobe really died. And like just right before too, like I got on to do the pod. I peeped like the homie just put, yo, shaking my head. Kobe really passed. And it just, I'm like, damn. So like other niggas is feeling it too. Like, yo, that Kobe passing still hurt. And just to say like, yo, it's still RIP Kobe. We miss you, Kobe. It still be that type of time. Everybody still have the same type of energy for you. And we love you. We miss you. All that positive energy. Gigi, you still in our prayers. And it's actually, I kind of like how to start that off. So I'm happy with that energy. Um, I'm just happy that I'm back to doing it. I don't know why I haven't been. I've been making mad excuses, but I'm back. We ain't going to stay on that. But yo, we doing it. We back, baby. And I'm hype about it. Um, first topic we're going to kick right into. Yo, NCAA, y'all are not slick. I peep what y'all did. I peep what y'all did. NCAA, y'all are not slick. For anybody that don't know, the NCAA just adopted a new rule today to allow student athletes to get compensated off their name, image, likeness. And this is literally after a couple of days ago, the top high school recruit, Jalen Green, he just went public to say that he was skipping to go to um play for like um college, you know, skipping to go to NCAA and he was gonna go straight to like the um NBA G League, D League um development system um that they just started up that I remember. I think I talked about it on a couple podcasts. Um I'm gonna have to check the tapes on that, but I do remember reporting that um how that system and how it was gonna kinda change. And once Jalen did it. Then a couple other top high school recruits decommitted, decommitted already. That like decommitted from their high school, um, from their colleges that they was gonna play ball at, and they went over to the G League to do the development league too. So it was just that wave of yo, some of the three best high school ball players was starting to be like, now nah, we ain't about to do this college thing. We about to go get paid and go to this um, you know, basically the minor leagues of the NBA instead of going to the NCAA because niggas ain't paying over here and we already know how they get down. When March Madness makes up for most of how these college sports gets funded. So it's like a four. It's like, um, and this is just off the top of my head because I remember just hearing the numbers a lot and I need to fact check this. But like they make at least two, three bill and I might be selling it short off of March Madness. Like the TV revenue deal off that, off that is insane, guys. So just trust my word. Like, and they don't get a fucking penny from it. Like these student athletes don't get a penny. These college, like these college basketball players, come on, man. Like when Zion was at Duke, everybody was watching it. So don't make it seem like how is he playing for free? That's ridiculous. He's the hottest ticket in the fucking world at that moment. And you telling me he's not getting a penny from it? Nike's not paying him something? Like, come on. So I just thought it was right that these that these um student athletes start saying, nah, we ain't gonna go and play 
at these universities when you're going to do this year because, you know, it's the rule. You got to be out of NBA got the rule where you got to be out of high school for a year and you got to, I think, be at least over 18 or 19, you know, one of those rules. I think you got to be 19 to enter. So you can't be 18. So because you can't be 18, you got to be one year removed from high school. Um, a lot of the athletes, you know, will just do because I think they stopped that. And who was the last? Who was the last high school to um? Dang it, I'm forgetting. I'm tight. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting. I thought I could remember just off the top of my head, but um, they stopped. You know, going straight from high school to pros. Like you know how LeBron goat um went from you know St. Vincent St. Mary straight to the league. They stopped that. So. A lot of these, like, you know, Anthony Davis, all these number one pick, Kyrie, like, they go to Duke, Kentucky, stop there for a year, and then come straight out to the, and then go to the league. So because they were just kind of getting tired of that and finding a new way to stop that system, that's when the NBA developed their league to say, yo, you come over here, you can train with us, you get paid for it, you still get your study going on, you feel me? We got a program for that, and you can go into the league next year, you feel me? Oh, yeah, why not? be around NBA coaches and NBA teams and NBA scouts, NBA trainers, NBA weight room. You feel me? Why would I not do all of that? So, of course, I'm going to go to that. And once those high school kids started doing that, yo, MCAA, you press. How is your product going to sustain that? Because viewers will not watch. Uh, basically, the NCAA, when it came to basketball and when it comes to football, really, is a minor league system. If you really think about it, that's why, like, college baseball it's popular, but it's really not that popular if you think about it. Because yeah, you got college baseball, but then you also got a farm system with the um baseball. You got um single A, double A, triple A. But when it comes to basketball and football, you got you know the NBA, you got the NFL. Right after that is what when it comes in American sports, you got college football and college basketball. And then when it goes down to that is high school basketball and high school football. You understand something like you see how low of the chain that we getting. When it's coming to the league, like there's no minor league for base um there's no minor league for football. Um for basketball, yes, they just got the G League, but the G League is um getting steam. And I don't even know, is it the D League or the G League? You feel me? Like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm still getting I'm used to it. I think it was the um Yeah, I think it's the G League now. You feel me? Like, come on. But like they still like they catching steam and it's kind of picking up and this the new system that they doing now was is going to like actually catch way more steam because these top high school recruits are starting to go. So that was just some information on the timeline that I thought was just cool. And also, too, because of the fact that the NCAA is allowing players to um, get paid off their name, image, and likeness, do y'all really know what was the big news about all of that really was? It was the fact that now we can fucking get NCAA football back. Y'all do not understand. I used to play that when I was young. I used to run the sticks on that on the 360. Me and my cousin Brandon used to go to days, man. Shout out my cousin Brandon, man. We used to fucking play that game for days. That shit was dope. You could play with mascots. Man, it was just elite, man. You go into the um, you go into the visiting team stadium, rivalry, man. Fucking that shit sit, shaking, the route shaking. You don't know what route you running, man. Oh, shoot, I don't know my route. Nigga, hit, pow, man. I'm telling y'all, man. NCAA was lit. Man, Reggie Bush was lit, man. I remember that. Those was the days, mo. So the fact that we about to get that shit I cannot tell me nothing, man. So shout out to NCAA for passing this law. It's been about time. Y'all been making money off these student athletes' backs. And I've been tired of people saying, oh, well, what about these other, um, you know, departments and wrestling and, you know, the other sports that the NCAA fund and will they get canceled out? We got to figure that out. But at the end of the day, man, when it comes to society anyway, do y'all make it seem like, yo, I got to go and get mines every day and I just got to succeed. 
And I'm not going to say I can't be content where I'm at because you can kind of can. But, you know, you go get it. You still want to go ahead. You want to go and grind to the top. And, you know, it's also, you know, supply and demand. We ain't out here talking about your who trying to see the next on, on water polo show. Like, we ain't doing that. Niggas talking about, yo, what's the next um, game in town? Duke. Duke, North Carolina is still a huge rivalry. Iowa State, Michigan, huge rivalry. Like, we does that, football, basketball. We ain't talking about your... Y'all just peep North Dakota State, South Dakota State men's hockey championship. Nah, we ain't doing that. So, it's just, you know, you got to lay down. This is what we want. Y'all give the people what we want. Now, I appreciate it. And I also can't wait till I get what I want when that game drop in the, in the fall. Yo, it's quarantine. Get to work, guys. Yeah, y'all can do it. Be in the game, yeah? Y'all can do it right now. So, if they do that shit, man, it'd be dumb dope as hell. So, and recapping that, just shout out to them getting paid. On to the next topic in the realm of ball was um this past um this past week was episode three and four of the Jordan Doc The Last Dance. If anybody has been watching, it's been on ESPN. It's a ten part series. It was supposed to be dropping in June, but since it's quarantine, you feel me? Coronavirus, all this annoying shit, and just um real quick, goddamn, just real quick um thoughts and prayers to everybody just been passing away. Um, further Godson, Bronx. Legend, rap legend, like you feel me, like BX trap legend. You feel me? Just growing up, you just knew, like you just respected that name. Freestyle for days since Pen was lethal, and just he passed away recently. Um, thankfully, and you know, thankfully, I don't know anybody personally that's really been affected by this. I don't know if I have any friends, like close friends, that have been affected by this. So this haven't really hit home for me, but I have seen, like you know. Former teachers lose, um, you know, former teachers been losing people. But, no, oh, let me not say that. That's separate. I'm sorry. Um, I don't even want to continue that thought. My bad, guys. But I just seen, like, just, you know, just um, various people that I know just been losing close people to this corona shit. And it just, it just sucks. And it's just been a bad time. So just, <sighs> damn. <laughs> like, it just hold, threw me off my whole track in mind of just the shit because corona really just fucking messing me up. Like, I'm just sitting here. Or quarantine up. And I know this is like, what, we a month in now? So hopefully everybody's still like, you know, Sharon, we staying with it. We staying lit with it. But, oh, that's what I was talking about. Last Dance. Bringing back to the Last Dance, episode three and four. And it was just um, dumb dope because it was something personally that I always messed with. Because just growing up as a basketball fan, just going back in basketball history, the thing that always surprised me that really never got talked much when you really think about it is because basketball, when you really think about it, basketball is ran by dynasties. Like, you know, in football, it's kind of like, yo, Tom Brady kind of, like, fucked it up because, like, there was really... Yeah, you got, like, Joe Montana, and I believe Joe was on four for four. You feel me? But, like, in football, before Brady, it was kind of like, you know, you had a lot of franchises that had three, four. You know, Steelers got five. You feel me? I think Cowboys got five or four. You feel me? Giants got three. Nah, Giants got... I believe Giants got four. Yeah, Giants got four. Yeah, Giants got four. My bad. Giants got four. My bad. Disrespect my own franchise. But, you know, just basically like football is kind of like, you know, you got the elite franchises that got a couple and then you got your non-elites that don't got. You feel me? Um, And basketball is really just like Lakers, Celtics, and then it's like Bulls. You feel me? Like you can really just spread out to where San Antonio got their dynasty. You feel me? So it's very rare. And then in recent years, you know, you got the Golden State. Three out of four years, they had their run. Miami had their two-year run. Like, you can kind of just go back and you can just kind of see, you know, Dallas 
snuck a ring in there, just like how the old four Pistons did. So, like, you know, when you got, like, go through your basketball history, um, a team that always fascinated, fascinated me was the Bad Boy Pistons because they're right after Larry Bird and, you know, Magic Johnson, the Celtics, um, Lakers rivalry. And before the Bulls dynasty and MJ, you feel me? So I'm like, damn, niggas never really talk about him. And growing up, I had to like, I had to discover him myself. Niggas didn't put me on a Zeke, and I'm just going through highlights. I'm like, wait, wait, you mean Jordan lost? Cause like, this is gonna sound crazy. I'm not a Jordan hater. Um, I don't think Jordan goat. You feel me? But I'm not a Jordan hater. Um, but just growing up. I didn't think, you know, Jordan 6 for 6. I'm like, oh, this Jordan's the greatest and he never lost. And then just, you know, when you learn it, like, wait, huh? There was a team that beat Jordan? Huh? And then niggas was like, oh, this is pre-prom. And then when you're watching the doc, yeah, I do realize rookie of the year, he was what? Um, league MVP, all-star MVP, defensive player of the year, two-time all-NBA. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, don't tell me he was not in his prom. And you had a team beat him twice. To do that, you feel me? I think three times actually. So, fucking just, it was just like, yo, watching that doc and watching that part. And it was like, you know, I think in episode three and four, they was using Dennis Rodman as like the glue because he did play Dennis Rodman. For anybody that don't know, Dennis Rodman played on the Bad Boy Pistons when they did beat Michael and them. And then later on, he was a key contributor to the last repeat of Jordan's six titles, you feel me? So he's the bridge between that. But Dennis Rodman, if, you know, this is just me listening to somebody that's older and I respect their knowledge, but Monty Jones, he was saying, like, you know, he ain't the best person to look through that lens if you're going to shoot this doc of, like, yeah, we're going to shoot this through Dennis Rodman lens of the bad boy Pistons and the Chicago Bulls because there's a real hatred. And I always love that. Growing up now, there's no real hatred. You know, everybody love each other. Shout out to love. You know, that, bye, bye, bye. Oh, you know, this is my boy from back in the day. We was on A, um, you know, AA together. I forgot. Damn, I'm smacked. So I, <laughs> I can't get that. <laughs> my bad guys, I'm smacked. So I really can't get the name. But you know how, um, you know the circus that we do in basketball. You feel me? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really tight because, yo, I really do know it too. And I'm like, yo, it's on the tip of my tongue and I'm tight that I can't remember it now but fuck it I'm just keep going but you know like yo I remember from back in the day like yo we all cool we came up together eye to eye so it's just you know it's like mad love and it's like not that hated shit you feel me like that Golden State Cleveland was supposed to be hate but it was like a lot of love with the hate and it's like ah nah I need y'all to hate each other to make it real you feel me and then it just got unfair when niggas got KD but that ain't the subject right now because I can go on for days just about that whole Golden State Cleveland shit. But going back to Mike and just MJ and Isaiah and just that time of like just physical, hard basketball and just knocking niggas on their asses and just clothes lines and punches. And it's just great to see 80s basketball. Niggas got the short shorts rocking. You feel me? Like retro throwback Celtic and Bulls and like just the Laker jerseys. Like all those retro fly bad boy Piston jerseys. Like those shits is fly and nice. And just to see like that hatred still be alive and just to still like see niggas going kind of, you know, I know they was getting a bad rap in the dock, but for me, it was still like, yo, niggas get to see, like, yo, Isaiah is the only person that can say he beat Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan all in their prom. And niggas forget if Isaiah did not get hurt that the um, Detroit Pistons could have been, they should have, because they were supposed to beat the Detroit Pistons was champions in um, 88, 89, 89, 90. 
So in the 87-88 season, and it's funny because, you know, shout out to Bomani. He also did, you know, teach me. So, you know, each one teach one. He taught me. I'm going to teach y'all. And he was, like, trying to say, like, the main reason why, like, that bad boy team don't get a lot of love. People were saying, you know, because it's the walk-off after when the Bulls beat them in their first title in 91, they swept them. And the thing is that people don't mention a lot was the fact that, one, is that right before they got swept 3-0, the Bulls already up 3-0. So you know how the series about to go. It's 3-0. You in Detroit at that point, too. Um, and right, like, you know, a day before, I believe, it was either, like, day before game, MJ basically said, yo, like, you know, yeah, Pistons was bad for the league, and we got to get these niggas up out of here, basically. Like, you know, um, that was a bad, bad way to quote that. But basically, you're just saying, like, yo, the Pistons is bad for the league. Um, Their style, their brand is not good for the league. It looks bad. Um, Basically, bully ball and, you know, just all the negative stereotype that came with that style of basketball at that time with that physicality, and the Pistons perfectly represented that. But the issue was, yo, how you saying that to a two-time defending champion? You see what I'm saying? Like, imagine when LeBron finished beating the Spurs, they came back in that game seven, and Kawhi was coming back after they lost now that year when they smacked them, and they up 3-1. You feel me? So they up 3-1. Imagine Kawhi was saying, yeah, you know, well, the Heat was bad for the league. Fuck them super teams, and ah-da-ah, you know, the Spurs way, we do it the draft way. You see Timmy still here, Manu still here. Tony's still here. I just came up. You feel me? Imagine you said that. That's nuts. You can't say that. Like, you see what I'm saying? You Like, you will not say that. And then, just like in a weird twist away, the reason, you know, Kawhi never said that. You look now, Kawhi, a couple years later, had his situation with San Antonio, player empowerment, player movement. He went to Toronto. They traded him to Toronto. He won a chip in Toronto and then go ahead and got his um, team and his wish to go to the Clippers. So shout out to Kawhi on that boss move. And that's just power on um, player empowerment. You feel me? So come on now. And to go back, if that's player empowerment and that's because of MJ and his player and his um proudness and you know mj powers and what he did in that grind then also mj you have to respect the players that came before you and you have to respect that bad boy and that zeke image and that toughness and yeah they was an asshole and they pushed me on the ground but yo they had skill too isaiah was giving you buckets on your head joe dumas was giving you buckets on your head Vinny the microwave johnson was giving buckets on your head you feel me ben lambert fucking stretch five at that time hitting threes come on now Some nigga had the nerve to tell me in my basketball group chat, too, that because I'm 25, oh, shit, 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 ha, see, see, I'm hype, I'm hype, I'm hype, I'm hype, I'm not 25, guys. Um, I said I was 25 earlier, I lied to him, but I'm really 24, but I was like, yo, because, um, you know, a nigga 24, that like, a nigga don't know um his um 80s basketball, and I'm saying, like, yo, the disrespect. I know all my 80s basketball because I love the bad boy Pistons. Like, come on. So stop it. Don't do that. Yeah, I might not know in depth and I wasn't alive. I didn't see the series. And then I watch all the highlights of the series. No. So, of course, this is like folk and like a lore. But come on. I can go to the stats. I've seen the highlights too. i see how they get down. Stop it. Like the 90s Knicks, I would say, is more of like the dude saying like the Pistons, those 80, um, the bad boy Pistons was just like bully ball team. Yeah, it was bully ball, but the reason I can't fully call it bully ball is because I feel like the 90s Knicks was bully ball. Because I really don't think they had like an offense to go with that aggressive, mean, tough, physical defense. The Detroit Pistons did. So because they did, 
Of course, of course, it was like bully ball, but it's still physical because at the end of the day, they can still go ahead and get their buckets. It was still offense that they can get you. It wasn't just like they needed to be that physical to beat you. No, it was also skill. So don't act like Isaiah wasn't like one of the niggas just like niggas just gracefully and just casually say, oh, yeah, you know, Zeke is the greatest small guard of all time. Like, you hear me? Like, come on. That nigga Nick Wright said it too the other day. He said, um, yeah, you know, Isaiah hit me up one time because he had to check me out for the tape because I said, yeah, you know, um, after Magic Johnson, Steph Curry is the greatest point time, point guard of all time. Ah, da, ah. And then Zeke was like, yo, you really saying Steph is better than me? But let's keep it real. Is niggas really saying Zeke? Oh, not Zeke. Is niggas really saying Steph is better than Zeke? Chill. Like, you see, you know, like, come on, chill. Like, Isaiah is, is special, man. And to do it in that era and to do it in that time, niggas got to give him his credit. And give him his credit where it's due. So, shout out to Isaiah. He did his thing. That's what I took, basically, from episode three and four. Like, that might sound like a little Jordan hate, but I'm always going to stand when I get some bad boy pistons on my TV. I love the bad boys. That's one of my, like, that's my first retro team that when I went back and I love, like, I went back, I watched those documentaries. I love the Bad Boys Pistons. And that's kind of why I kind of even fuck with the group chat that I'm in because it's not the niggas that really um, um, do it and shit. You feel me? Like, niggas that run it. Niggas out here, like, they from Detroit. So it's like, when they told Pistons, I kind of chime in because then I also fuck with the 04 Pistons that when I chip off the Lakers. So I do have Detroit Pistons love in my heart. So, shout out to all my homies in Detroit. I fuck with y'all. You feel me? Um, and that's what I took from episode three and four from the last dance. Now I can't wait to come back with y'all um, next week to talk about four and five because they're going to talk about how they left Isaiah off the dream team. And niggas is trying to tell me today how Isaiah shouldn't be mad that they left him off the dream team. I will be furious all these years. Oh, it's 30 years later. How are you still complaining? Bruh, the dream team get mentioned as one of the greatest collection of talent that basketball has ever seen. And... You, if you are not mentioned with that, of course you're going to be salty, especially at the time when you know John Stockton wasn't better than Isaiah Thomas. And then I just found out that that was the reason that John Stockton had Isaiah Thomas induct him into the Hall of Fame. So stop it. Niggas Rob Zeke. The NBA be deep. The NBA be violating the bad boy Pistons. And they try to make them seem like the bad guy. That shit crazy. That shit crazy, man. Shout out to the bad boy Pistons. Niggas ain't going to get on my nerves. And last sports take before I get up out of here, man. Um, I seen it on Facebook, and I just wanted to say shout out to um, Tamara Moore. She's a former WNBA player. She's the first woman to coach a um, she's the first woman to coach a men's college basketball team. She just got hired to coach a junior college team out in Virginia. I forgot the name of the college. My bad, guys. But um, just shout out to her, man. That's great doing things. Shout out to black women. Y'all stay doing things for the culture. And I'm going to actually talk about women in particular probably later on to end the show. So just shout out to women. And shout out to her for doing that because that is dope to be the first woman to coach a men's college team. I don't care if it's D1 or JUCO. That's still dope. Um, Music so far is dope as well. We making that transition because we about to get up out of here. Music. <laughs> um, So far, guys, I don't know how you guys been quarantining and bumping. I've been slowing down on music. I haven't been like really listening to like all the new shit because, bro, to be honest, in this quarantine, I've been kicking with my daughter and I've just been enjoying that time. Just like kind of just being in the presence again. This is the longest I've been around for like a little while. So it's just been cool to like kind of do all that dash shit and just kind of kick with her. 
Um, but other than that, when I do get a chance to listen to music, motherfuckers, did y'all hear West Side Gun new album? Did y'all hear Division new album? Yeah, I'm, I know it might be a couple weeks late, but I don't give a fuck about that. I just got to give love where love is due. You feel me? You feel me? Like, excuse me. Shout out. Shout out to Division. That that album is amazing. That song with Snow Allegra, phenomenal. Phenomenal, mo. Oh, man, that journey is phenomenal. Oh, man. Whew. There's a couple other records on there. I think that second song, like the second song off the album is amazing. That song with, um, damn, what's that reggae song? I think it was like Buju Nation. That hard. Oh, man. Like, yo, just Division. That album is crazy. Amusing her feelings, guys. If y'all have not played it, y'all crazy. Play that as soon as you finish listening to this. It's amazing. Shout out to Westside Gun, his new album, Pray for Paris. That joint's amazing. Wale skated on one of those records on French Toast. Skated. Shout out Wale. Um fucking that there's um Benny, there's that Benny Conway song where they just started going flowing back like back and forth. That record go hard as hell, you feel me? Like, come on, Mo. I think him and um Keisha Plum got a record that was fire. Like, just shout out to Westside. That whole album's a vibe. Um, so far that makes my list. Like, there's only really four albums that's really I've been bumping that came from 2020, and it will be um those two albums that I just mentioned. It will be um Uzi's Love versus Love versus the World too. I believe like the deluxe to Eternal Take that deluxe album, but only the deluxe, not Eternal We Take. I do not fuck with Eternal We Take. Even though I do fuck with like I think those first three songs like. Silly Watch, Bop, any like, like those three records, I fuck with those. But once we get past those, um, I don't really fuck with Eternal We Take or Eternal Itaki. I'm probably even saying that album wrong. But I do fuck with um Love versus the World Two, I believe. And then it is also Childish New Album, three fifteen. Let me get man. Let me stop playing and just to get the names of these albums real quick. I'm playing with y'all. So the Childish joint right here is 31520. That is um Childish Gambino album that just came out. That album to me is my favorite album of the year. That is my favorite album of the year so far. It's just clear cut. Nothing has really touched that. That album I can just play. I play it at least. If I don't play it once a day, I play it once a week. Like that album, it that's in my rotation. Like every couple of days I hear just at least I got at least hear a song from it every couple of days. Like that album is just the whole vibe. I fuck with it. Um, where's where's Uzi album, man? Where's Uzi album at? Cause let me stop playing and give his album the actual name that it deserve. Uh it's always gonna it's under Eternal Utaki. I don't like that. Uh, yep. Love versus the world too. Hey, shout out to me, man. Yeah. Love versus the world too. Yeah. So it's three. Let me do that right now. Recap it for you guys. Three fifteen twenty, Childish Gambino. Love vs. the World 2, Little Uzi, Pray for Paris, West Side Gun, and Amusing Her Feelings Division. Those are the four albums that I'm really fucking with. Once Tay drop his album, I already know that's falling in there. Y'all guys got to be on the lookout for that. And also, too, Meg just dropped the Savage remix, and I ain't going to hold y'all. I have not listened to that TikTok record. Like, every time it came on, I listened to the 15 seconds that when people danced and out of eye. But I never once in my life ever 
ever, ever, ever clicked to open that record. So to and it was funny because I just said the other day that yo, I think it's funny that I heard that song so many times and I never played it once in my life. So the fact that the first time I ever played in my life is because Beyonce hopped on the fucking remix. Yes, Meg, I like that. I like that move. I like that fucking move. I love it. I love it. Beyonce snapped on that shit. That shit's a bop. That shit's a bop. I wish it wasn't fucking quarantine. Man, that shit right now got me wanting to go outside and play that shit. That shit is a bop. I want to be in the club hearing that. I want to be at a brunch. Fuck that. Drinking a mimosa. Hearing that. Ah. What Beyonce said? Yo, if you don't got to jump in your jeans. Like, what what she said? If you you don't got to jump in your pants, then you don't know my struggles. Yo, I don't... Man, it's still new, but that bar was hard. That bar was hard. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Shout out to Meg, man. And it's funny because I was low-key sneak dissing saying, damn, Meg, you dropped that album. I ain't really hear nothing from it. I do like that B-I-T-C-H record. But I'm like, ah, I don't really like the Savage record. And then you come with the remix. Ah, thank you, Meg. I fuck with it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And while we still giving shout out to music, um, I just want to say shout out to my guy. You know, I'm going to defend him anytime. You feel me? Um, Wale, he just dropped an amazing video to um, sue me. His first, the intro record off of him, Wild Ass Crazy, that dropped back in October. Still say that album is fire. Still play that, still in rotation. Um, and basically, and um, Pierre Morse, Pierre Morse, Pierre Morse designer. I'm forgetting the name. Damn it, what's the name? I'm sorry. Damn it. Apologies for forgetting your name. But Wale and homie that um founded Pierre Morse shot um did a video. Basically, the um, image is he flipped New York City to where if, you know, the quote-unquote status quo is that the poor is the white and imagery and just what everything is is black. So, instead of Quaker Oats, Melon Oats, black. Um, (laughs) You feel me? Um, Fucking, what else was black in there? Like, there's billboard signs when it was like... um, don't resist, stop and frisk, and it's to show you know a white dude. You understand? Know or pull your pants up and it's with the white dude. Or when it's in the park, you understand? It's like you see the white people working out in the and shooting the hoop, like how typically they would be, quote unquote see like that's what black people do in our community. And it was like even just like the dope scenes where um, he reenacted back in a couple years ago, I believe, or yeah, it was a, either a year ago or two years ago. Forgot, but the incident where the two black dudes at Starbucks was just sitting there chilling. And the um clerk called because they wasn't paying like how mad people do just sit in Starbucks and talk. But for some reason, when two black guys do it, it just make everybody scared. So just to flip the image of, you know, you just got all these black people just sitting there chilling. And we just following this white dude throughout the whole video. And he's just sitting there order, trying to order his coffee. And it looked like he probably didn't even have enough money to order this coffee at the small bucks. You feel me? Like instead of Starbucks, it was more bucks. So he didn't even have enough money for the more bucks. And the barista kind of gave him some problems or whatever. And then kind of like, yo, these two white dudes just sitting there minding their business. And it's like, yo, bop. And then it was like, yo, then you kind of just see Wale in the cut. And it's just like kind of just a dope image, just dope black visuals. And I just feel like the timeline is not doing it justice because, you know, everybody be like, fuck Wale. Niggas don't really talk about Wale. I love Wale. So I'm always going to preach. Preach Wale, good vibes. Preach good thoughts. So we ain't going to spread that negative energy. We ain't going to talk about that. Just go watch the video. 
Watch that shit. It's a dope visual. You'll definitely see something that in the scene. He also paid the um homage to Tupac when um Tupac was in um, giving that jail interview. So just shout out to Wale. Go catch those gems yourself. It took me a couple um times to actually catch some of them. I'm still picking all of them up. So go ahead. It's still relatively new. Don't be like, ah, you know, be open to it. It's like an eight minute video, but it's worth it. And I'm telling y'all now when y'all go in, it's going to be dope. And before I get up out of here, I just wanted to have a quick conversation because it's funny when I actually decided that I already was going to record and do my podcast today. And I was just going through the day chilling with my daughter. Um, I was listening to the JBP and I was very interested to hear what they was going to say today. Um, if anybody don't know, it was just a crazy day for the JBP boy. I want to say a crazy day for J- for the JBP boys, but they just handled it. They handled the situation so gracefully. To give you some backstory, um, a member from the you know JBP Joe Burton podcast, Rory, um, one of his fellow members from the Duce Palooza squad, um, Chris Styles. He's been a um, women have come forth alleging that you know he have been um. He's a sexual assaulter, um, you know, either rape or abuse. I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't know. I didn't read, um, I read a few stories from the woman, but, um, you know, just sexual predator behavior. You feel me? Like, ain't no really. And to be honest, a lot of women came out. It was mad shit. Like, it hit the timeline kind of crazy. Like, I think it hit Monday. Yeah, it hit Monday and niggas reacted Tuesday. Like, it was just crazy. And we sitting here Wednesday, so it's still fresh. And I don't know none of these people, so I don't really want to just talk about the situation that these niggas was in, because that's nasty. I don't want to do that. I just want to say that, I just want to say shout out to Rory, because he handled the situation, I feel like, gracefully. Um, I don't know the niggas, so I can't say, do I think he knew or out of eye? But just from the dude that he is and from what he was talking about, I believe that nigga didn't know that he was doing that, because if he did, he wouldn't have. And when he did get caught with some information about, yo, your man's is wilding, he confirmed the man's, and he was trying to talk to man's to see what was happening, so... I believe Rory didn't know what was happening. And I just think just in general, Joe, Rory, Moore, Parks, they just had a great conversation just about how men need to hold men accountable. And first of all, yo, bro, what the fuck is you doing? Like, why is niggas still out here sexually assaulting women? Like, why can't women just be out here having a good time, my man? Like, bro, why do you feel like you gotta do, like, you have to do something? You have to force it? That's nasty. Why do you feel like if she ain't popping it, it's an issue? You can't just accept the fact that she said, nah, this ain't the time that we on? You know how much it'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm tight, but all right, cool. Because that's just the type of nigga I'm in. Like, the type of nigga I am is just, all right, cool, we ain't doing that, fine, that's fine. We ain't. And it's funny because niggas talked about it on the pod. Um, Yo, shorty say, all right, now I don't want to really bust it, what's up? And how niggas, you know, most niggas want to talk about, all right, cool, so she ain't want to bust, she ain't trying to see what's up. All right, I don't care, it's 2, 3 in the morning. All right, go ahead, you ain't trying to bust, so go ahead, go home. Go ahead, you don't got to be here. It's okay, you can leave. You said no, fine. Bro, what are you talking about? It's the city. I live in the Bronx, <laughs> you feel me? What are you talking about? Got some shorty come over, yeah, just go home 3 o'clock in the morning, I don't know how you're going to get home. What are you talking about, bro? Even if she said no, are you putting her in the cab? Are you making sure when you put her in the cab that when she get home, yo, call me. Yo, if the Uber driver's weird, call me too. Like, yo, I'm there in my line. I'm going to make sure that you get home safe. You feel me? It's just decency and how you treat women. 
because I treat my friends like that. I hope, you know, I treat my sisters like that, even though my sisters, you know, they grown. <laughs> they don't really tell me how they move, but you feel me? If they be like, you okay, I need something, I got you. My mom, same thing. Oh, all right, where you at? All right, cool, all right. You going out? Where you going? Oh, uh, I'm going to Harlem. Oh, all right, cool, be safe. Like, you feel me? Like, but just in general, like, you know, just kind of keeping check and just <sighs> keeping norm. And it's just like, yo, people just can't. Ah, <laughs> sorry, just like so much fucking thought in my mind. Like, yo, bro, why do, why do dudes do this? Why do dudes do this, man? Like, it's just nasty. Um, We just got to hold each other accountable. That's what I took from the pod. Um, just having honest conversation, just like having honest conversation with your man's like, yo, you know, talking to women and yo, when niggas get drunk, are you wilding too much? Are you too touchy grabby? Like these are shit where I feel like I shouldn't have to talk about it. But then it's like, yo, niggas got to talk about it because the shit happened. And I feel like, you know, just to protect that, to protect from that energy, you know, when I feel like energy kind of hit home, you feel me? Or like come close, like, oh shit, nah, then I got to keep it away. Because the last thing I want to do is, like, let's just, you know, not my mans, because I can believe none of my people. I feel like I can 100% believe in my heart. Not, like, the people that I, like, the people I call my best friend, nah, man. Or the person I call my best friend. And the people that I rock with, like, two, three niggas that I would say, yo, I, like, I ride, ride with, nah, I can't say I know, nah, they wouldn't be on that energy. But also, at the same time, you don't know people. So, as much as I can say that and all that validation that I just said, these niggas got to prove me right every day and not do that. And I'm proud to say my mans don't do that. My mans haven't ever put me in that situation. And I'm proud to say I never put my mans in that situation to say, yo, K, you bugging. What the fuck happened? The worst I put my mans in the situation was niggas after his performance, niggas smoking, having a great time. Niggas come out. All right, cool. Everybody's leaving. Niggas saying all right there, goodbyes and shit. Nigga walk away one minute. K, good. Nigga turn around. K, drenched over. Look like he about to pass out. Like You feel me? That's the worst I put my mans through. So like... At the end of the day, if your man's is doing that secretly, it's like, damn, how, one, how am I letting that happen around me? Two, how can I like go about making sure this environment is safe for everybody involved? And three, just kind of like, yo, at the end of the day, we just kind of just niggas need to do better. Like, let's just have these talks. So, Brody, if you are my best friend and you my man's, not even got to be my best friend, but it's like, yo, if you my man's and I know like, you know, we talk, we kick it, we hang, bro, it ain't right. It ain't right that you're doing that to women. Or like just, yo, you trying to always talk to the drunk girl? Yo, bro, she's way too drunk. Why are you trying to holler at Shorty? You feel me? You know, yo, bro, you going to say that's not your type, but you just want to bust that bad? Like niggas mentality be, they want to be going to the club and get some cheeks so bad that they took, they take the girl that they know that when they wake up tomorrow, they're going to say, oh, I didn't want her anyway. Oh, I can't believe she on my... Come on, man. You know what you was doing before. You just so thirsty that you needed to quench that thirst. And now once that thirst is quenched, you don't like the flavor? No. You can't do that. That shit is wrong, man. That shit is fucking wrong. Niggas is nasty. On some real G shit. Joe made another great point, which I feel like is true. And this is just true because I'm a nigga that take care of my kids, so I can speak on it. But it's like, niggas that go ahead and be these sexual predators, it ain't too far off from the correlation of niggas, yo. You can't be out here knowing niggas that don't take care of their kids. Niggas out here really got a secret family on the side or my nigga, you got a girl like, yo, I know for a fact that you living with your girl and I see shorty every day and I'm cool with shorty. And, you know, I'm not even cool with shorty, but just like, I, right, I know that's your shorty and she know me out of eye and she know that we know each other. But it's like, nigga, every night y'all go out. You blowing another shorty back out You doing some foul shit And I got look at her the next day Because you was out with me Oh yeah, you know your man's did something crazy But I'm not saying nothing 
That's wrong. You got like fellas, we gotta start like nah, that's not bro code to keep that. Cause as as real men code, you shouldn't be out here cheating anyway. Be honest. I don't wanna date you. That's it. Why is niggas out here cheating? That shit wrong. And that shit's stupid. And if you want to, like, in a, in a moment of transparency, like, to be honest, I was when I was surrounded by energy, well, guess what I did? That corny shit. I did that corny shit. And that shit is trash. And then when you have to admit to that corny shit, that's how you can be a better person. But you got to, like, admit. And then when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, nah, this ain't really me. I just surrounded myself with energy that don't move like that. Don't surround yourself with energy that makes you want to be a corny nigga. Always surround yourself that want to be, like, people that want to be better. And strive to be better. And once you notice that energy, stay with that energy. Stay with those niggas. Stay with those fellas that want to move right. Don't be around the dudes that always want to do that. And that's for everybody. And that's for any circle. I'm not just talking about one circle. That's for anything. If your homie is a street nigga, you understand? If this is your best friend from the third grade. If this is somebody that you met at your job. Like, you understand? If this is just a stranger. Just let's just hold everybody accountable and just like, yo, let's just hope that we can treat these women right. And let's treat and let's just be right and just treat, you know, these niggas just take care of their responsibilities. How can niggas just not be doing that at the end of the day? Like that's I feel like that's what a man at the essence, at the core, is what we do. We take care of our responsibilities. So if you not doing that, then what you really about? You're not a man. Like, why is it that my homegirl is sitting here telling me about she fucking going through a situation because some nigga decide to break up with her and leave her. Like, come on, bro. Bro. And I thought that was my man. And I don't even, like, when I say man, I say that loosely because that's really my homegirl. Like, that's my, that's, like, she my female best friend. Like, that's my, I mean, I say female, that's crazy. That's my woman best friend. So when my woman best friend tell me, yo, I'm going through some shit and this nigga basically do something, I'm running home to mom's type shit. Yo, you're not a man, bro. What's going on? How you leave my homegirl like that? And then you out here talking shit, sending spicy emails, doing just all corny shit, and I probably shouldn't be going on about her information. But it's like, yo, he did mad corny shit. I'm just like, yo, you're not a nigga. Like, you're not a real man. That's some real corny shit. That's some real corny shit. And you left her to do what she need to do. And shout out to Job because she a boss bitch, and she leveled up. As soon as she dropped that dead weight, it was like, ah, you know what it was like? It was like Rock Lee, my nigga, when he's fighting Gara. As soon as she dropped that boyfriend, oh shit, quickness, she leveled up. And I'm not, and I don't know why I brought that up with speaking on the other shit, but just like niggas just need to do better. So just niggas need to be better as boyfriends. Niggas need to be better as husbands. Niggas just need to be better just taking better care of women and just making sure women's in a safe space. Like that's really what it's about. I try to make sure like women's in a safe space whenever I'm around, drinking, smoking, whatever. Like whenever I'm kicking it with the homie or my woman, like my woman friends, like yo, I'm making sure everybody good. I'm never, I'm never getting too drunk. I'm not even a drinker anyway, so I'm good. And you know, you know, you know the vibes, you know the weed vibes. Come on now, with the weed vibes comes yo. I'm making sure I'm good. I'm searching. I'm ro- rotation. Like I'm, a, I'm alert. I'm, I'm making sure nothing crazy happened. I tell shorties all the time, yo, you good. Yo, you need something? Don't get up. Nah, stay comfortable. Where you at? All right, cool. Make sure you let somebody know where you're going. All right, cool. Bathroom's over here. Yo, all right. <laughs> Ain't going to be no dark. Yo, niggas want light? Want to cut the lights off? On? Like, what's up? Like, I'm trying to make sure the vibe's very cool. You want music? Netflix? Like, what's your vibe? Like, what you want to do? If you want to watch YouTube makeup right now, go ahead. I got you, boo. Let's do that. But, like, 
We ain't about to sit here and force the vibe like, yo, baby, what's up? You trying to do something? Nah, I ain't really with it. Yo, you sure? Nah, nah I just kind of want to kick it. Yo, you sure? Yo, I thought when you said you wanted to come over today, I thought the vibe was out of eye. Well, I came and uh, I'm just not in the mood today. So now an hour, hour and a half. Now it's like probably because you probably come over what, 9, 10? So now it's probably what, 12? Yo, I'm trying to beat. She say, nah. So now probably what, 12, 1 o'clock? Yo, you want to either what, get liquor involved? Yo, let's drink. Because you know, that's always the way. Get pussy, you know, get shorty drunk and they're going to bust it open. Come on, ha, cool, she busted. Ha, nah, that's not a point. If you always got to beat because she got to be drunk, that's not a point, bro. And I really hate saying like a point because like I don't mean it like that because these ain't stats, but just like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not cool to just say, yo, I was able to beat because fucking um, I was, she was drunk. That's not cool. Sometimes if you say, yo, I'm the vibe, like Joe said, rely on the vibe. And I know I'm taking a lot of it, but that's because I just felt like they dropped a lot of gems. And it was episode 340 of the Joe Budden podcast. You guys should watch it because I'm just trying to just... When I feel like you receive game, I feel like I was taught each one teach one. So when you get game, you give game right back and put that energy right back. And it was just, I feel like, very poetic that as I wanted to do the podcast to, you know, my return episode, I get all this motivation and ammunition to do it and actually not be like, eh, in the middle, eh, do I want to do it? And nah, nigga, I've been stored up. I've been having something to say. <laughs> I've been out my shell a little bit. I've been chirping back, man. Niggas just been chatting and talking. So, it's, you know, got to bring the vibe back, bring the vibration. Niggas saying they miss me. People have been asking, yo, you know, where's, where's it at? Where's ASM at? Wait, a, you know, where ASM at? Ah, what's up? What you doing? Niggas quarantine. We want to hear from you. All right. Well, I'm back. I'm back. I'm like Jordan. <laughs> Let's bring it back. You feel me? I'm like Jordan. I'm back. The goat's back. So thank y'all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um... To kind of just wrap up real quick before I really leave like that segment. Also, too, I just want to, again, say thank you to just Joe Rory Moore Parks for having that conversation today. Y'all gave me a lot of gems. I want y'all to check it out. Um, and just thank y'all for tuning in. Um, I'll catch y'all back next week. We out here. We quarantine up. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to just stop playing around. So, yo, Quarantine K's out here. Hit me on Twitter, Instagram, at your boy Sour, Y-A-B-O-I-S-O-U-R. You feel me? I appreciate the listen. I'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.